You are listening to the All Things Comedy Network. Check us out on our website, allthingscomedy.com, and follow us on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Hey everybody, welcome to Minivan Man. We've got a great show lined up for you today with our guest, Sam Tripoli. We're first going to talk about the election a little bit. Then we're going to talk about having your kids when they have dueling emergencies. And lastly, we're going to talk about how I am going to be giving the commencement speech at my alma mater, UC Berkeley. And we're going to get some advice from Sam. Listen to Minivan Man starting now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani here. I'm with Sam Tripoli. Hola, mi amigos. Our guest again, uh, Al Madrigal and Chris Spencer could not be with us. They're lost. They're lost somewhere in the ether. And uh, we're talking about uh, the elections. And uh, I guess this will be airing. I guess you could listen to this anytime. So maybe you will have listened to this after the elections. But you know what I'd like to talk about a little bit, Sam? Because uh, as a dad... You know, first of all, these politicians always use the kids, you know, it's our future, our future, our future, right? Yes. And um, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they all turn it so, uh, like, for example, there's been a lot of talk recently about the environment not being a topic in the campaign. And it's interesting because you hear Obama talk about the environment and he says it's important for us to deal with the environment. Even the Hurricane Sandy, he was saying, look, the global warming is real, people. Right. And then... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Romney, Romney had a speech where he said, uh, he said, uh, while while President Obama is trying to stop the r- water from rising, I'm here to take care of your economic problems or something like that. And the crowd clapped. They're like, ah, yes, you know. Um, so he's making fun of him for trying to pull some mumbo jumbo. It's so magic weird. Stuff. It's it's how politics has become like sports, and you have a team and. You root for your team regardless of what decisions they make, and you root against the other team. When it, it's like we're we're in a place where people are voting against their own self interest all the time, and it's on both sides. It's on both sides. I mean, if you really take away emotion, you look at like the two party system. A lot of people simply just vote on social issues and it, over their economic issues, and it's it's just a very interesting. Like predicament we put ourselves in, and as well as what's interesting to me is first of all, it's how passionate people become. It's funny because you know, uh, you know, people out there listening. There's going to be Romney supporters. There's going to be Obama supporters. And I look, I'm cool with it. I'm not that offended by I, people. I, I, I don't have a dog in the race. I tell people that when I go into my materials, like I really don't care for what other either party. I'm not pro this party or pro that party. Socially, I lean Democratic because I'm I'm an extremely liberal human being. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I'm not like, oh, yay, Democrats, boo, Republicans. Well, here's what's interesting, interesting to me is I, I got into this argument, like uh, some of my closest friends from college, we've been getting into these debates, and they're, they, they're hardcore Romney guys. And they, like, despise Obama. And they'll say things like, you know, he's not intelligent, he's not this. I'm like, what do you That's mean he's ridiculous. not intelligent? He's an intelligent guy. Dude, he graduated top of his class. And, and he's just he's a smart guy. I mean, like the, the, some of the things, like like another, another thing was there was this movie that was Obama 2016 or something this guy yeah. had done, which was obviously... And that guy turns out to be a whack job. Well, well, not, well listen, it's whether he's a whack job or not, the point is that, that every 
filmmaker has a point of view. And this guy's obviously got a hard point of view. This guy, a friend of mine put this best. He goes, this guy came up with a conclusion and then turned the film into something to prove that conclusion. Oh, yeah. You know? And so my friend, though, that had seen this was like, dude, what about his relationship with Reverend Jeremiah Wright? What about this? What about that? And I was like, I was like, you know, that that's like me taking... <clears throat> You know, Fahrenheit 9-11 yeah. and going, well, you know, everything Michael Moore said, then obviously, you know, uh, the Bush administration was friends with uh, Saddam and this they, they were hand in hand with all this. Right. They set it up from back then to, you know, and, and... Your point being that everyone has some scumbags in their life and we shouldn't be judged by the, the some of the people that we have met through our years. Yeah, and also from what I saw, I mean, I've never look. I, 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 you know, I've never had the time to go and fully research it. But what I saw those clips of Jeremiah Wright when he was saying, you know, "Goddamn America, Goddamn America." From what I, the reports I saw, he was in the middle of a speech about how America's not taking care of its own, and so he was saying America's not that great. Right. Which then, if you take just that one thing and you put it up, then maybe you go, okay, he's a, you know. He but that's the news. That's why it just it's so hard to just listen to the news because it's just like this is our point of view and we just spin everything. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. Well, you know, and and again, you know, this is minivan man. So I, like I said, we we I mean talking we love about kids. The, no, talking about my kids. It's like uh, part of me also goes like, how much will one guy winning and the other guy winning? change our world and i know that there's going to be a good extreme i mean i know that there's different agendas they have but for example when when obama was coming into, into power four years ago people were thinking oh a lot of a lot of liberals were like oh there's gonna be some big changes and it got pushed back a lot of stuff didn't happen that was supposed to happen yep. so how much does our system vary based on who i i would say that a lot of people and more and more this is the belief is that that position really doesn't do much yeah, I mean, it can. It, that the, every, the mechanism is already in place, and that they're just uh, uh, the face of it. I mean, I was joking about how recently um, the uh, um, uh, you know Obamacare uh, was in the Supreme Court, and this is after like whatever I forget it was like two three years ago when they tried to pass it, and they were back and forth and back, and finally passed, and now it has to go through the Supreme Court, and it now just it has, did right? Yeah, it passed through the Supreme Court. But but what was interesting to me was I was like I joked about this. I was on that show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. And I joked about. It. I go, I go. You know, it's funny in Iran. You know, Ahmadinejad care just gets implemented the next day. Yeah, because they're like, this is what we're doing. I mean, I'm sure there's there's rules. this whole theory I'm that sure. the smartest, the most powerful man in the world is the guy who runs China. Because he can just implement anything tomorrow. Yeah, it's I mean, like, I want to do this. Like a, like a di button. dictatorship. You're like, yeah. oh, look, I got I got an idea. Let me do it tomorrow. Well, didn't, isn't that a, something that George Bush basically said? He's like, yeah, the guy's a dictator. And let me tell you, that's a whole, that's a lot easier job. Yeah. Just like, that's can what we're going to do. Can you imagine being a dictator? Because you got to be like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, uh, you know, we all, we all have stresses in our lives. You, you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to, whatever. I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start this new, uh, whatever, a, a, a new gig or whatever. I mean, people listening, maybe I'm going to open up a restaurant. I got these ideas. I got, I got a new idea for uh, a dish on the menu, and I, I hope it does well. Yeah. But you're a dictator. You're like, I got this new idea for limiting the number of kids people have. I'm going to execute every second child that's born. I, th I, hope, I think it's going to go well. I think it's yeah. going to go well. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, right? China's crazy, man. China's isn't that like a like you have like you're limited to one kid yeah. or two kids? How many one kids? One kid. But a lot of the Asian children that are are adopted, they tend to be the second child. When you see the Asian kids over, like what? 
I wonder Robin what is the. Do you know what the law is? Uh, if any, one, if any of the listeners know, if a second kid is born, what do they do with them? They give them There's to Angelina Jolie. Taxes. Yeah, that's really what happens, dude. There's that's taxes? where a lot of those kids are. Yeah, they get taxed. Like, I think uh, we need that in this country. You know, here's the thing though, because you say it because you live in Los Angeles and they go get a pizza that takes an hour. You no, know? No, 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 it's not about being packed. I think I honestly feel that there should be a licensing system for people that have kids. Well, that's why I'm pro gay. I, I I want less traffic. No, I mean I'm, it's not even traffic. You're you're in the traffic. I'm telling you the same. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but it was talking. About, I was I read an art uh, a thing. This, well, you this, guys in minivans have it made. You got a whole entertainment center. You don't have to worry about it. No, 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 no. Forget, forget the car. I'm talking about. I'm talking about bad parenting. There was this lady who had like four or five kids, young, young girl, and she was disciplining her two or three year old by gluing the kid's hand to the wall yep. and kicking the kid. Yeah, that lady should not have any kids. There should be a licensing thing where you or go in front of. Or people have to stop having sex with people like that. Yeah, well, she's crazy. She's well, great in bed, but you know, let's that's, not. That's exactly why she's yeah. crazy, and she's like, you're, you're like, oh yeah, you know, Angela's giving it up left and right, and you know, she's wacky and she's fantastic, and yeah. now she's got five kids and hand, gluing their hands to the wall is horrible. Shout out to all the single moms out there. Shout uh, out to- <laughs> I'm with you, dude. What do you do though? It's like, what do you do? Dictatorship. Yeah. Lock that <laughs> stuff down. Why should you have a kid? That should be it. Why should you have a kid? What you know are what? you going to bring to this world? You, you know what? In all these elections, it, it, it's funny. A friend of mine who's a Republican asked me, he goes, would you ever vote for a Republican? I said, yeah. I go, I go if the guy, you know, we're saying something. I go, look, on a lot of social issues, I probably, I'm not Republican at all. But then he goes, what about, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, um, um, uh, what, what was the, what's the old dude with the wacky ideas? Uh, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. And I go, you know what? I go, I actually like that guy. And if you took a combination of Ron Paul and um, what's what's the other, the, the liberal? Pro? No, no, the liberal one. Uh, the, uh, Ralph Nader. The, if you think, no, is it Ralph? Yeah, if you yeah. think of Ralph Nader and Ron Paul and put them together. Because when you watch. I used to have a joke about that. If I could have Ron Paul, Ralph Nader, Ross Perot, and the Iron Sheik come together <laughs> and form Voltron and just Hilarious. go to Washington and just whoop it. Th- you know what's funny? Because sometimes you listen to like, some of these guys talk and the progressive ideas that they have, you go, that makes sense to me. I, and, I, and, and, and I don't know, but maybe pe- people are listening to this right now going like, Maz, you're crazy. We can't have a light. Who decides who gets the license to have a kid? But I honestly feel that that's progressive enough where maybe in 200 years from now, that's going to be the law. You got to go in front of some judge and be like, yes, hi, uh, here's, uh, here's my psychological uh, evaluation. I'm sane. My wife is sane. Uh, we have enough money to take care of this kid right. and raise them. Right. And then, oh, here's a stamp. Go have a kid. But some great people have come from some pretty crazy people. Sure, sure. But but the mo, for, but but if if I were a betting man, I'm going to bet that the Octomom kids are going to end up either shooting somebody or shooting them. You know, some crazy well, stuff's well, going to go down. Well, my problem is with that family that's on their like 30th kid. Like they're just cranking children out. It's like what have you done that we need to have 30 of you? Like you're so great that we need 30 of you running around. See, you and I are ideas together. See, then that's the other thing you do. Maybe maybe when you go to the judge, the judge goes, what have you done that we can grant you the second kid? Because are you, are you if you're a nuclear I'm with scientist, you. I'm, I'm with, with you, man. you. All right, well, listen, uh, you guys think about that for a minute. <laughs> Write us at minivanmen at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about our dictatorial thoughts <laughs> on Minivan Man. We'll be back. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. 
go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. Hey, we're back with the Minivan Man. I'm here with Sam Tripoli, who back in is the saddle. a new member of All Things Comedy. Uh, he's got the Naughty Show on All Things Comedy. You can go to allthingscomedy.com and listen to uh, all these great podcasts. There's Harlan Williams, there's Bill Burr, there's Ari Shafir. Uh, Harlan Williams has an app, harlandapp.com. I have a fundraising campaign going uh, for a movie I'm making called Jimmy Vestwood, American Hero. Go to jimmyvestwood.com and please... Give $10, give 20 give whatever you can. Uh, help us make this movie. It's going to be the first hero of Middle Eastern descent in an American film. I mean, there was... There was, there was Prince action of, Jackson. Well, there was Prince of Persia, but they got Jake Gyllenhaal to play it, which was total BS. Uh, well, what about, uh, what about Beverly Hills 90210 and that there's not one Persian in that high school? There's actually, my friend plays a Persian dad or something. I think the new one has now. Is it still on? They have a new, there's a new Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, it's still going? The new one. It's on like, like the, the CW new, or something? There's a new Dallas. There's a new everything. These kids. They just keep bringing back new stuff. These I mean, kids. old stuff, but in a new stuff. These kids. But speaking of kids, um, so Sam here, a uh, uh, good friend of ours, single, no kids, has a dog. Um, Love this, my this dog. happened to me the other day, Sam. I don't know if you've ever had this situation with your dog. This, this has happened to me a few times as a parent. You run into emergency situations that aren't emergencies, but it's like, it's like, it's like dueling emergencies. So this literally happened. My baby was drinking her milk, 22-month-old, and a little bit earlier I'd given an apple to my son. And usually when you give it to the younger kids, you got to peel the skin so that they can eat it easier. When you have the skin, sometimes they, have, they don't like it. But I wasn't giving it to the older one. I was I mean, younger one. I was giving it to the older one. So I gave it to him with the skin. Uh, you know, un, unbeknownst to me, the, the younger one had a bite or two as well. No big deal. Now this is like this. And the apple incident happened 20 minutes ago. Now I'm in the bed with my daughter. Have her lean back. She's drinking her milk. Uh, I, have my mom's, I have my mom on the phone. We're talking. And suddenly my daughter starts coughing. And suddenly she throws up, like almost milk? like a, a milk, like almost projectile style. And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, she's sick." The first thought you have is, "She's got something." Oh no, it's it's the stomach flu. Oh, here we go. We're you all going to become your sick. mother. Oh, because 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 why else is she throwing up? Until I see a little red piece of a peel, and that's part of the puke. Now it's on the bed now, right? Where I was getting ready to like lay down and put her to sleep, right? So now my thought is, okay, I got to clean this up. It's on her. It's on her face. Uh, and I'm like, I gotta clean it up. And she's not crying; she's pretty cool with it. But as I'm as I'm about to do that, my wife is in the other bathroom in the shower, waiting for my son to come join her. And she keeps going, Dara, Dara, where are you? What's taking so long? And I'm trying to yell at her. She's in the shower; she can't hear me. I'm trying to go. He's in the bathroom. He's in the other bathroom going poo. Right when my daughter pukes, my son goes, Oh no, no, what? Oh, I got poop on my finger. What? How'd you get poop on your finger? I was I think he was touching his butt. So now I got Is he is he using the bathroom now? On he sits his own? on the yeah, he's four oh, years that's old. Awesome. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah. When they, do they usually they start doing? you start potty training around two, one and a half, two. But he's he sits there, he does it, and and, and as a matter of fact, he started to kind of, you know, he started he does, he wipes himself. But he's a boy. Yeah. So when he's sitting on the toilet, he'll play with his pee-pee. And when he plays with the pee-pee, it's like squeezing it, like to the point where as a daddy, you look, you're like, oh, stop that. Yeah. You know, and then I guess he <laughs> You know, as a boy, he's in the bathroom, and I guess he thought, let me touch my poo-poo. Oh. So now the dueling emergency becomes... Trial and error, that's do, life. Do I clean the baby first, or do I go... Because he's, he's got a piece of poo on his finger, or do I go get the poo? 
and I'm trying to calm both of them down. And it's this dueling emergency. Oh, my God. You know, and I don't know if you've ever had that with your dog where, like, for me, another one that happened one time, this happened another time where when Dara was just, like, he was maybe six months old or something, he was crying. I was trying to put him to sleep, and he was getting really close, but he's crying, and and, I'm, and I got to comfort him, and he's, like, bawling and this and that. And as he's doing that, suddenly my stomach, I don't know what I'd eaten, but I had to go, I had to go poo. Oh, I've had that. You've had it with your dog before where you're like, I got to deal with a dog, but I also no, got to go No, I've had to sit. go poo. Bad. You've had to go poo. Well, yeah, we all... But that's not a dueling emergency. I'm, yeah, I'm asking right. about dueling that's right. That's right. emergencies that happen. Because, see, the, th- the thing is, again, I don't know. I've, ne- I'm never, I've never been a pit pet person. And if people have stories of having to do this with a pet before, I don't know, I don't know how urgent it is with a pet. Like, you know, um, where... It's almost like a... I don't know if you... Did you ever take the Meisner acting class? Yeah. One of the things they teach you in the Meisner acting class is they go, have like these two things that have to happen and they're urgent. And so like, for example, like I remember like we would do a thing where you'd have to, every week in the class, you have to come up with something like, okay, um, I have to fix my iPhone because if I don't, there's an explosive device in it. And at the same time, my girlfriend's going to walk in. We're going to have an argument. She's going to be yelling at me. for some, And I'm like, I'm trying to fix my iPhone. while she's, So that raises the stakes. Right. So when you got kids, the stakes are always, they, 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 could, they, they could feel like, oh, you know, the stakes are like right in the middle. But instantly, it goes from zero to 200. Right. Because you're, you'll, be in the, look, you'll be in the other room watching the Giants play the Tigers. And suddenly, you hear a, you'll hear a thump. And then a gut wrenching cry and scream. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, the legs have fallen off. And you love them so much, so you're in always in crazy. Panic. You run over there. Oh. What's going on? Was it? You know, or maybe the Giants. Giants Tiger is not a good. That doesn't raise no, the stakes congr- at all. I forgot. You're from San Francisco, right? I don't yeah, want I mean, to I was, I was actually A's fan. Al Madrigal is a Giants fan, but I was rooting for the Giants. I was rooting for the Giants. The A's got to move from that market. Go back. Yeah, you're right. But my point I'm trying to make is, does that happen with pets where you have the dueling emergencies? People can write us at mini, uh, minivanmen at gmail.com. Tell us stories of of. You probably have to have two dogs or two pets or something like that. Or you have something urgent and then the dog acts up, which that's happened to me. Like, I've got something going on. I got to do it. All of a sudden, the dog is, uh, you know, as thrown up or something well, like that. Well, it's like if you were to, like, if you had to go poop and the dog's running out in the middle of the street and you're like, well, I, gotta, I can either save the dog or I can go poop. <laughs> well, my dog, uh, if I was pooping, would come and guard me while I poop. Just loves I to love sit it. there and stare at me. And I think she's mad at me because I always watch her poop just to see if she's pooping. And then she gives me this look like, yo, a little privacy. She's like, what are you looking at? So I have to look away. But what she- do you, you take her out in, the, like, out in the street and then pick it up? I'll walk her through like a little grass area, and she'll she'll do her. I know when she scoots the butt under, and then she's going pay. number two, and, and I gotta you, clean it up. Oy. it's not that you know. At first it was like, but now you kind of get just get used to it, and it's just like move right on, dude. I had an idea. I had an, I don't I don't know if I should be if I should be giving this away on the radio, but I have an idea called vacuum poop. It's like, like a little vacuum. <laughs> Just sucks it right up. It's dude, it's so easy with the, the just no one would ever buy that because literally scooping your dog's poop up is so easy. Yeah, but once I do the marketing campaign of the amount of germs that go on your hands and But you use can, a bo- you, what you do is you put your hand in the glove, right? Right. And then you go down, it's over the the the, the glove is over your hand, you go down, you scrap the poop. Yeah. And then you pull the 
the bag down and it kind of flips open. So the poop, you never touch the poop. Yeah, but people have convinced us that we need bottled water. You know, there's like we could convince people that, if, that, that, that the germs will go through the bag, thus use vacuum poop. I got you. Do you drink tap water? That's my big question because a lot of chicks I know in L.A. drink tap water, which is weird because I always find that women take better care of themselves than guys. Guys will always be that caveman and will knuckle drag it. And we'll be like, I can, I'm good, I'm good. Until like a wheel falls off, we really don't go to the doctor. But a lot of girls I know drink tap water, and I'm like, is it healthy? I used to look. Growing up, tap water wasn't an issue. You would just drink it, and it well, was San Francisco got like the cleanest water in the country, right? Or is that New York? He was in New York, and that's the, the funny thing to me is I'll go to some cities as a comedian. I'll show up. And I'll and I'll ask like, oh, do you have bottled water? And they're kind of cocky about it. They're like, oh no, they're like, you can drink our water. Like they're cocky about it. Like, no, this is Portland. You can drink our water. Yeah. And I'm always like, really? I'm not. And the worst is when you do the faucet. Like in Chicago, I do this a lot. I'll do the faucet, and it comes in kind of fuzzy. Oh well, at my old place I used to live with, there was occasionally you would get brown water coming out. Nice. But my new place, I live like right next to the Hollywood Bowl. It it's clean as a whistle and i'm just always going through plastic bottles i'm like can i just fill up a water bottle and go with it i mean what's the what's the rule on that we can just get a fridge and do the fill can't you just get a filter somewhere i mean those filters wear out eventually yeah but i mean if everyone's drinking the water is it that bad i mean like what's the word on that that's the question am i gonna die from drinking too much of the wrong kind of water send something to at sam tripoli i'm on twitter i'm dying to know can i drink la I'm LA sure people know. There's people, you know, that's the beauty of, of of doing these shows. People know stuff, and they'll look it up and they'll send it to you. I'm, I'm sure there's a water expert right now listening to this, going in their car, going, "I can't wait to get home to send at Sam Tripoli a message right. about the water in Los Angeles." I would love to know because every actress I know drinks it, and they overthink everything. That's a good point. That's a good point. How are we doing on time? Wrap it up or keep going? Oh, keep going. Okay. Um, so. Wrap it up. Okay. All right, make up your mind, man. Just, uh, just Before that moment, we were good, but then we went two seconds. <laughs> now we need to wrap it up. <laughs> He's very dictatorial. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back. This is Minivan Man. We'll be back. How about you, boy? Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. Welcome back to Minivan Men. I'm Maz Jobrani here with our guest, Sam Tripoli, uh, who is single. But uh, we're asking dating, here, but I get not married. I mean, that's what I meant. A, I mean yeah. a, sorry, sorry. Eight I meant, year, nine year relationship. Yeah, not married, no kids. But do you do you get along with kids? Do you hang out with kids ever? Like, what's I love your, kids. What's your like? Who who do you see that are kids that you hang spend time with? Well, I mean, like uh, most of my cousins' children are grown up. But as they were growing up, I you know I go to Phoenix, hang out with my cousins' kids, and you know if my uh friends have children i'll meet them or i go home see my mom my my cousins who live there have children i love hanging out with them i have a very good i have a good connection with children i find them pretty magical i love hanging out with them and it's you know it's just well, you know vibe. what's interesting is friends like you uh that that don't have uh kids and and i and i used to have this before 
where it's 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 a different world. Like I have a friend of mine. One of my friends had a baby. I remember going over. I was like, what a, what a cute baby! This is awesome. This is amazing. Cute. Hold. Kiss. La 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 la. Then my wife now. My wife now. But at the time she was my girlfriend. We left. We we're like, so what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go see a movie. Let's go see. We went and saw a movie. Yeah. Okay. When you have kids, it's gone. Options. It's a different world. Like you don't. You like you can't give the kid back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Let me say the the biggest difference I think between somebody married and not married is naps. I think like people who don't have children can nap whenever they want to for as long as they want to. That's true. And there's something about that. They like someone who like doesn't have kids can stay younger. I think looking because he can always re-energize his batteries by power napping. Well, there's an art to. We've talked about this a lot because I always have. I've had trouble with getting our kids to sleep. So there's an art to getting the kids to sleep. And as a matter of fact, Al's wife, Kristen, uh, had advised awesome us. Awesome human being. She's great. And she'd advised us on this whole sleep training, which is when they turn six months old, let them cry it out. Don't get, don't get upset about it. Let them cry it out. They learn to sleep. And I'm not sure how Al's kids sleep, but I know I have a friend of mine who used to tell me, he's like, yeah, we go in there, we give them books, we read, they sleep, they're, they're asleep 12 hours. And I was like, that is just magical. And with our kids, like our daughter, we've messed it up in a way where she's gotten much better now, but what happens is when she wakes up in the middle of the night, her first instinct is to cry it, it, because she's just disturbed by it. So if you don't catch it fast enough, it can spiral so into something. So what do something. you mean? So when that happens, you have to run in and tell it's okay or you, go you in there just and you let her, her cry it out? No, no. You go in there. We, we were supposed to do that when she was younger, but we didn't. So now you got to go in there and give That's her a pacifier. It's so hard to sit there here and your baby cry and you... Can't go in there and do anything? Yeah, well, you know what? It's, 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 it goes against your instinct, and there's different types of philosophy. Like my wife was saying that her mom like used to have her sleeping in the bed, and, and, it, and it made her feel more like secure and all this other stuff. And I go, okay, I understand that, but I go at the same time, it's bad sleeping habits. You know, and what you were saying, it's like then what happens is like, like for, for us, you know, a lot of times if, you're, if you didn't sleep much throughout the night, then when the babies would nap, then you would nap. But then a lot of times the point of getting like you get your work done while they're napping. So now you're not getting the work that you're supposed to get done because you're napping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I run into that still. Uh, the nap. work I'm supposed to get done, <laughs> I, I'm napping. I love to nap. It's one of my things. But uh, yeah, I think that's a big deal. I was talking to Kevin Christie who doesn't have kids yet. I know he's, uh, he's about to get married, I believe. Uh, and, you know, they'll probably have kids. But it's like napping is why do people in L.A. seem to age slower? Well, one, we know we got to be on camera a lot, or that's kind of the goal. And two is like children really don't happen till much later. You kind of want to financially establish yourself. Then you want to have children. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's why you nap a little more. And, then, you know, you're from San Francisco, right? Yeah, the Bay Area. I'm from back east, and, you know, I went home, and they looked a lot better than I thought they were going to do. And I'm not judging anybody because, you know, I just knew that everyone had been living their life. They haven't been living this really magical life that I've been living. As much as sometimes I can get depressed about certain things, I've lived a phenomenal life, you know. And, uh, I, you know, I haven't had the responsibilities that maybe someone my age would have by now. But I went back and they all look great. But, you know, you could tell the people who were smoking all the time, drinking all the time, had a bazillion kids. Are those friends of yours that never left where they grew up? Some. That can get a little depressing. Well, I depend. You know, man. I think happiness is so subjective. You know, it's just like it's That's very, true. it's very interesting. Because my best friend from high school, my friend Tony Gerardo, is a very religious man. Very religious. Um, has a very uh, particular form of Christianity he believes in, and he's married. Has 
four children could not be happier. Could That's not true. be happier. And he's always lived in the same place. I don't. I, I mean, mean, I'm I mean, sure same he's area. traveled, but I'm very, I don't. He never has really traveled. I don't know. You know that now that, 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 that you mentioned it. Actually, one of my closest friends as well is one of one of my more successful friends, and he also lives near where he grew up, and he's in financial business, and he's very happy. The thing I was, I guess, maybe I was generalizing, but a lot of times you would go back, and there was like sometimes you'd go to like these reunions at a bar, and you'd be like, "What have you been doing?" And it's like nothing. I didn't really venture out much, and you're like, "Oh man, yeah," you know, because I mean, well, part of you is part of you uh, is. Um, you you grow and you want to see the world. By the way, I was just asked by Cal. I went to Cal. I went to UC Berkeley. Yeah, they just asked me to give the commencement speech in uh, for for fall for like the the that the is class. so amazing. Well, it's amazing, and I said yeah. I was like of course, but then I'm like I got to come up with a speech oh to like God. encourage these kids. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch Steve Jobs. <laughs> is it okay if I do a? 15 minutes set. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? What do you do for a living? Oh, yeah, you're a student. Um, no, because I got to write something inspirational, which is interesting. It's like on one-on-one, when I get going with somebody, I'm pretty good at giving advice to right. younger people because I right. really got lucky and I followed. I was able to do what I love, you know? And a big part of that was just realizing this is my life and I'm going to do it, you know? Um, but in front of, they're, they're expecting 5,000 people or yeah, something. Yeah, but see, what you just said right there is what you have to tell them. Exactly. You're right. You just had it right there. You got your theme. That's yeah. the start. And now, how long you got to talk? 15 minutes. Oh, dude. Just keep saying that? That's, that's easy, this bro. Is, you're right. You're right. I'll put it together. It's just like, it's funny because stand-up is but the, different. But, the, but you have to understand that the, the, the uh, pressure of getting laughter isn't going to be there. That's true. It's like a one-man show. It's like sometimes I would rather just do my act as a one-man show that any laughter is bonus. You're right. You're right. As a matter of fact, it's funny. I was just watching one of the um, – because I asked them. I said, I always say, send me previous ones. I want to see it. So they sent me one. There was a girl named Tiffany Schlain who actually went to Redwood as well, went to my high school, and then she went to Cal, but I was never close with her. I think she was like a year or two older than me. Um, she was like a really nice girl. She started the um, – the uh, uh um what's the online video the webbies she started the webby, webby oh wow yeah and so she was telling she's giving her speech uh, for cal and she had some funny stuff at the top and i'm listening i'm like oh this is, this is funny and then she gets into it and then she starts ta- 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 talking about her own success and then she talks about her father passing away and it was exactly what you just said it was like a one-woman show because it got poignant and people poignant and people were just like you could feel the audience kind of sitting back and then at the very end, she kind of brought it all around yeah, again, that's and what she you got do. and she got a little more pointing again. And people were just like standing ovation. I was like, oh, I was like, that's nicely done. I was like, that was well done, dude. Like, you could do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I just got. I got. You just got to empower people. You're right. Hope. Well, that's what the story should be. Like, yeah, you like what you said to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. you did that to me. Yeah. Like the uh, listen, it's gonna it'll probably get darker before the light. Yeah. But you know that darkness is where you learn about yourself. You know what one of the best books about that ever is? You want me is? to do it for you? I'll you just, just show, up. show up. Maz can't make it. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> um, no, it's funny. One of the best books about that, about like it, I, I've, I've seen it, people give it as a graduation gift, is, uh, oh, I think it's called, Oh, the Places You yeah, Will See. That was read, actually, at Dr. my uh, high school graduation. I think someone read that at mine as well. It's by, one of the best books the ever. Yeah, and it just lets you know all the all the places you would go. And Steve Jobs had a really great one, you know, 
talking about where you're going to go and decisions you're going to make. Did Steve Jobs get one to like Stanford or something? Yeah, some, I forget where it was. Conan O'Brien has a really funny one. I remember reading it years ago. I got to read it again. It's just very well written. That guy's a very funny writer. I mean, come on. He was like on like The Simpsons during its heydays yeah. when it was like fresh and it was just crushing everything. Yeah. And yeah. Saturday Night Live, like fen- a phenomenally smart human being. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited about, and I'll give a report as we get closer, but I'm excited about, because there's, there's also a difference between advising a four-year-old. That's what, I, that's what I deal with nowadays. My inspirational talks are, no, you know, don't stick your finger in the door hinge you know that's not good right. don't don't put your finger in the plug it's not good for us as human beings yes. you know don't hit your younger sister in the head or to the younger sister you know whatever don't spit don't take she takes the water now 20 22 month old she likes to take the water and she like drools it out on purpose she wants fun. to be gene simmons is that what you're saying she's gene simmons and so that's the kind of talks i'm giving and now i got to take it to an older level to an 18 year old 17 year old well i think that's a great age to get to talk to people because they have had a little piece of life. The hardest people to talk to are freshmen in college because they still haven't really experienced life yet. Yeah. So all the issues that you have in life or you've experienced, they really can't deal with because, you know, the, the, the college realizes that this is a huge time in their life. They're like, they've left the nest where they've been completely, you know, have you know, people tell them, don't stick your finger in the, the light socket and stuff like that. Here they are making their own decisions. But now this is another great moment where welcome to life. Right. And and my biggest problem with the nanny state right now is that we're not giving kids a lot of tools for life. You right. know, and this is welcome to it. And you have to let them know that it's going to be rough, but you have to never give up. Right. You have to fight through that to follow your dreams because you can follow your dreams. And the, and the depression comes when you just, I feel that people take the easy way out every time. The first job that is offered to them out of yeah. college, they grab it because they want to make a dollar, but, you know, hold off. Maybe there's better offers out there in fields you want to do. And maybe the what you went to college for isn't what you really love. Right. And it, the, the follow that love. And, you know, there is a risk in that. But, you know, it's like, like the risk... That's the that that that's the energy that keeps you going, and then to to achieve something, you know, that you work so hard on, it is worth so much more than a, a a dollar earned. It's like the achievement of that thing feels so much better. See, I got to quote that. Can I be your flavor play? <laughs> I got to go as my boy Sam Tripoli is about to say, and you come oh, in. Oh hell dr- yeah! Yo yo yo! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's a, that's a great thing, and that's such an honor. I asked to, I got asked to do stand up at my uh, where I graduated UNLV, and it was for first week freshmen, and oh. there was a bombing of such epic proportions because they they haven't experienced life. Well, see, but no, I'll tell you what the difference is. You were doing stand up because I've done stand up because you know the improv, I'm, I know you've done this before. The Melrose Improv does summer camp oh. for this like it's like a Jewish summer camp for these Ugh. kids and these 12, 13-year-old kids come in and you go in and try to do stand up for them and you start with from joke 1 to joke 2 to joke 3 like, "Oh my god, these guys have not been watching the uh 
the elections. Well, you can't talk about a lot of stuff. You talk about, hey, what's up with gas? They yeah. don't care. Who's got kids here? Anyone? Oh, no. Oh, you I am kids. a kid. You know what I do a lot of times when it comes to that situation? I go, who's got younger brothers and sisters? Yeah. You know how they are with yeah. all the energy. Well, it's very funny. I've done those shows where like, I kept it really clean and it was going rough and then I just tried a dirty joke and the place explodes. Oh, they love and it. then you're like, what do I do here? Because I don't enjoy doing adult comedy for children but i'm also dying up here yeah and the children love it it's funny my 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 go-to and those kids kind of when when they were young young uh people was i just accidentally i started doing crowd work and making fun of some of the kids not in a bad way but kind of like hey you look like ralph from happy days yeah (laughs) they were like ah you know dude i've heard ari shafir at one of them going really dark and i'm like dude you can't say that and he's like oh that's just ari though but i did those for a while and then i just kind of like was like i don't really enjoy doing the comedy that they need me to do it's just not my personal the worst is as a comedian and and this is something people don't know is that we love to do it's almost home court game home court games are the best when people come in people your audience is there you do it so one of the worst is when you have to uh, change your material for an audience where you're like, oh, my God. And that's not where it, it never goes well because ultimately you should do what you do best. I think a lot, especially young comedians, they'll get an opportunity and they'll change up their act to fit what they think whoever is booking or putting on the showcase. They'll change, oh, this is what they want. They don't know what they want. What they want is what you do best. And what's interesting about what you just said is you just gave advice to comedians the same way you would give advice to someone about life. Do you. Do what you do best. And the degrees of success doesn't matter. God bless. Happiness. Happiness is all that matters. This has been Maz Jobrani here with Sam Tripoli. You can uh, get in touch with Sam at Sam Tripoli. Listen to his Naughty Show podcast. Don't come a knocking when this minivan is a rocking. Come keep keep listening to minivan men, and also go to JimmyVestwood.com. Help me make this movie, people. Let's do this. Good night. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Minivan Man.